Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the entire internet. You have to go check them out as soon as humanly possible. Don't, I wouldn't say stop what you're doing right now and go check out HashtagBasketball.com because you could be doing something very important like driving or... Uh, feeding a child but the next time you have some spare time and you want to look at fantasy basketball stuff go to hashtag basketball.com and keep your kids safe while doing it i'm your host mike katrin joining me as always is my co-host tyler watts what's up tyler did you just say someone was driving while feeding their child listen um in today's hectic world um you got to multitask, and even as a parent, you you got to figure out how to how to get by in this in this crazy world. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but I feel like driving while feeding your child is not the way to. No, it's a bad idea. It's not the way to attack it. But if you are driving and feeding your child, you shouldn't be going to hashtagbasketball.com. Um, if you're driving and feeding your child, you should reevaluate your life. Uh, agreed, but. Also, don't get on your phone and try to look up fantasy basketball stuff on hashtagbasketball.com, the home of the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the internet. True, true. It's just it's just good advice. Uh, Tyler, what's going on, man? Like, how, what's what's new? Uh, not a lot good, unfortunately. That's terrible. That's that's terrible news. It's been very cold. It's been uh, it's going to be snowy here in uh, dreary Chicago. Uh, the winter has finally set in, uh, but that means we do are in the heart of basketball season, and uh, we we're already on week fourteen, which is hey, pretty crazy. We're less than a week away from the most depressing day of the year, says Google. What is the most depressing day of the year? January twenty first is apparently going to be the most depressing day of the year. Google told me the other day on my phone. Why? Why it was would... a headline and it was like, "Why January twenty first is going to be the most depressing day of the year?" That's horrible. That's Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> what kind of weird shit is going on at Google where they would say something like that? I think it had something to do with like the. For some reason, it got predicted to be like one of the longest days of the year as far as like darkness and. Um, it was like supposed to be very bad weather, like in most of the country. Right. So it's just like it's dreary, it's cold, it's icy. Also, like the sun doesn't it sets at like four forty-five. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe Google failed me, but it doesn't sound like uh, it's gonna be good for the next week or so. So buckle up, children. You know, I'm I'm thinking about I've been considering running for office, Tyler, and I'm considering running on the platform of that we will never fall back. We will always stay on daylight savings time. <laughs> and I think I, I think I'll get elected. Dude, I mean that sounds genius to me. Like okay, listen. It's dark when you wake up. Darn. Oh well. But what's more depressing, dark when you wake up and then go to work or dark when you leave work? That is way more depressing. You have no day left. You're going home. The sun sets by the time you get home. And then you're depressed. You're like, it's nighttime already. Dude, when 
Yeah. When I get done with a long day of work and it's dark, I just want to go to bed too. I'm just like, exactly. oh, man, I should just curl up in bed and just go to sleep and try it's, this again tomorrow. It is killing productivity in the economy by falling back. Vote for Mike Katrin for mayor or governor or president. Who knows? It's a wide open field out there. I might just run. I might start, need to start getting those signatures now for Dude. for my run for office. I mean, I'll write you in as long as you're somehow on my ballot from many miles away. Yeah, I mean, I, I got other I got other uh, policies as well I want to enact. Uh, one of which is to uh, revert back to the proper holidays. So, like, all the holidays are on Mondays now, except for like the obvious ones with Christmas, New Year's, and July Fourth. Let's go back to when they originally were. And if that holiday is on a, a Tuesday, you get Monday and Tuesday off. That holiday is on a Thursday, you get Thursday and Friday off. And if that holiday is on a Wednesday, you get Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. You get a five-day weekend. Everybody enjoy yourself for for America's birthday or whatever whatever holiday happens to be. There's no way that I wouldn't get elected by promising more daylight and more days off of work. I mean, yeah, but there'd be less productive people out there, so that could be an issue. I don't. I don't care about that. I think people. Would, <laughs> th that's a that's a problem for the corporations, not for me. When I'm president. All right. Fair enough. Fair don't, enough. Don't give a shit about that at all. Uh, Tyler, let's just get into it. Uh, we've we've been lollygagging enough here, and we're gonna do what we usually do this time of the week, and we're gonna be looking at all the buy lows out there. Tyler, you've put together a very good list here, and I want to start out with. Uh, someone who's been um, basically just uh, who's been really, really good this year, but injured. And um, that person would be one of my favorite formerly bearded players, Nico Miritich. Uh, Nico Miritich is on his way back to health. Uh, he did uh, come back recently. He he did start. Uh, he did play. I, I'm not sure if he started. I better go check that out before I just start running my mouth here. But um, He's played in the last few games. He's only playing limited minutes, and he had been out since ooh, early December. So he's been out for almost a month. And I think a lot of people who are anxious to get uh, Nico back, who has ha is having a career year, by the way, um, I think people who are anxious to get him back uh, are probably pretty disappointed in his first three games with limited minutes. Uh, Tyler, why is he on your bylaw list? Mike, now, is this a question to even ask? Um, the injury hurt him. The production hasn't been good since he's come back. And not only that, but like you mentioned, he's playing limited minutes. Uh, minutes restriction is probably going to go away within the next week. Um, so that's a positive. And I always think it's just an underrated fantasy asset. At pretty much every year we talk about this, right? He's going to hit a lot of threes. He's going to score you like 15, 16 points. He's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to get steals. He's going to get blocks. He's going to be really good. Um, I think Merritt is just a guy you're going to want to get for your stretch run. And, I mean, now's your chance to probably buy him pretty low. And I think you might be able to get him for somebody probably outside the top 75. And I think Merritt is probably easily a top 75 player the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think it's a question that uh, Miritich will be a top seventy-five player for the rest of the season. Uh, he has already been uh, basically in the top forty for most of the year. So, and that's in twenty-nine minutes per game. 
he's going to get right back in the swing of things. It might take him a couple weeks. Uh, it might take him, hopefully not, but it might take him till closer to the all-star break. But if you're in a position where you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to need someone down uh, or someone for the, uh, the last stretch of the season in a roto league. Nico Miritich buying low on him is a really, it's a really good idea. I am with you 100%. All right. Next up on this list is, uh, I think a guy who's kind of underwhelmed me this year. I thought he, I thought he would have a better year. I think I was a little bit higher on this guy going into the season, uh, than uh, a handful of people. And I've been sadly disappointed. And that person is Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray has just really had a super mediocre season. Uh, Definitely not what we thought would would come about based on his improvement last season. And it's actually kind of surprising because other than his uh, field goal percentage being uh, a, a little bit lower this season and his free throw percentage being uh, a bit lower as well, he has pretty much performed – uh, the same or, or even a tad better when it comes to rebounds and assists than he did last year. So were we kind of fooled by his, like he was on the upper end of that plateau last year and now he's on the lower end of that plateau, or do you think he's got a, a, a strong second half in him? So I think a lot of it has to do with Harris has been out and I think that's hurting his field goal percentage, right? Like he's just not getting the same quality shots and he's going to have to take a little bit more contested shots. And it's also something worth mentioning that he wasn't a good shooter during his rookie year, so maybe he's just not that good of a shooter. Um, I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion, but there's that potential. But here's the, the thing I think that's really going to kick up with Jamal Murray. Gary Harris is out again. Gary Harris is out indefinitely. That's I don't true. Th- think it would be that surprising to see Murray average like pretty close to 20 points with five assists um, while Gary Harris is out. Uh, the steals even ticked up a little bit the last time Gary Harris was out. So maybe, you know, you get some boost in those categories. He probably definitely gets more shot. Yeah, that's some bad English right there, isn't Probably it? definitely. He definitely gets some more shot attempts uh, when Gary Harris isn't playing. So, you know, you got to like that for fantasy. And I just think that Jamal Murray could be a sneaky, you know, better than he's been guy, at least while Gary Harris is out. Now, the worry here about buying low is he was kind of overdrafted. So buying low on a guy who was overdrafted is always a little bit difficult because obviously the perception of some people is higher than the actual value. But you mentioned it that a lot of people are disappointed. Like, oh, he's not doing what I thought he would. He's not taking that huge leap I thought he would take. So maybe they're a little bit disappointed and you can trade, you know, for Jamal Murray and get kind of a steal. Yeah, I think – you kind of hit it on the head with uh, Gary Harris basically being out indefinitely that Jamal Murray is going to take a, a, a little bit more of the uh, offense here. And hopefully that, um, that new place in the rotation uh, and, and obviously he's been playing like he has been averaging 34 minutes a game. So it's not about playing time, but perhaps his, his usage will go up his, his, uh, the play calls for him or go up and him basically being the primary ball handle handler will be up as well. All of that will give him the confidence to have a strong second half. I, I think it's kind of a, you're not losing anything by trying to get Gary Harris for a guy who's a borderline top 100 player. 
Because at worst, excuse me, not Gary Harris, Jamal Murray. Because um, at worst, Jamal Murray is going to be a you know a hundred ranked player, and at best, he's going to bust back up into that sixty fifty range like he was last year. So you're buying him at probably his lowest value, and that's always a that's always a good move. So uh, I'll share something that you might find a bit crazy. Oh, I'm very interested. Um, so Jamal Murray, so far this season, where do you think he's fallen in Basketball Monsters eight category rankings? Ooh, so this Jamal Murray eight per, per game. So guys like Laurie Markkinen, only playing twenty games, don't get hurt by that per game. Okay. Yeah. So I know I just thinking off the top of my head, knowing where he's kind of right now going with uh, the fact that, you know, he's good at like his turnovers don't really give him a plus or minus. I feel so I'm going to say it's, he's like the 85th ranked player. 68th. If you flip that to total value, which he's been very, very healthy this season. That's true. You want to take a stat at where that falls totals. Okay. Um, He's played most of the, if not all the games. So if he was, you know, 68, then I would guess he's closer to, I'd say 60, 60, just 60. Well, that's a good guess and a fair guess. Um, oh, okay. I messed this up. I got to fix it. Hold on. Oh, Tyler, were you giving people false information? No, no, no. Um, I, I clicked the wrong one over to totals, so it didn't and nothing changed. And I was like, wait, well, how is he still that? He is 52nd. Oh, that's pretty good. And I am willing to bet he is a top 50 player for the rest of the season. In totals. Uh, I mean, not maybe not necessarily in totals. I don't ever like to say in totals because if he gets hurt tomorrow and misses 10 then, minutes, yeah. then it's over. I think in, in kind of per uh, in in value per game value, I guess I'll say not really per game value though, um, because I mean the thing can get a little bit wonky uh, this time of year with like when you look at the per game numbers from here on out. There's some guys who get like ten day contracts, play like five games, and have five really good games, and then like end up being a top fifty player, and that can just like you got to throw those out if you're looking at the rankings at the end of the season. Like, what was that? Andre Ingram, was that the guy's name, who was like 32 years old and he played one game at the end of last season? And yeah. That was an inspirational story, Tyler. He ended up being a top 50 player if you looked at per game value. So you got to like know what you're looking at. But um, I think Jamal Murray's top 50 player the rest of the season. That is a bold uh, prediction. I expect people and our listeners on Twitter to hold um, – Tyler accountable for that at Tyler P Watts. Feel free to trade him when he is wrong. That Jamal Murray's a top 50 player going down the stretch seems uh, maybe a little too high, but not unreasonable, which is why I think if you can get Jamal Murray for basically nothing, you you are going to uh, not regret that trade. Let's talk about another guy on the Denver Nuggets here. um, Will Barton. Um, I'm surprised to see Will Barton on this list because as far as I know, Will Barton has uh, been two games away from coming back for the last three months. So why why am I trusting why am I trusting Will Barton if he's even on a team at this point? Why why am I picking up Will Barton? Why am I trusting Will Barton on my on my team? He played tonight. What he played tonight? No, I, I didn't even know. 
That's how that's how out I am on on Will Barton. I assume he's he actually played. Played three he's been, games now. He's been playing all week. No one told me. No one even gave me a heads up. What the hell, everybody? Where you guys been? Here's the thing that you know was very encouraging about that was they played a Saturday Sunday back to back, and he played in both games. Um, so you know you don't normally see that from a guy just coming back from. Well, he basically missed the entire season. Right? He played two games, and then you know he missed ever since middle of October. October twentieth was the last game he played, and he just came back on January twelfth. Um, so you gotta like that he played the back to back there. Um, this is your guy, man. This is your. I love, I love Willie Barton, but he's been out. Uh, he's been questionable. Not like oh, he'll be out for a month. He's been questionable since the beginning of the damn season. Um, and you gotta like the fact that this team, you know, I think Barton can easily play, you know, 30, 32, 33 minutes when he gets back to health. And he's shown that he's very, very valuable in that kind of playing time. So, um, yeah, I think Will Barton, his owners are really frustrated with him. They're like, oh, he's finally back. Oh, now he's playing 20 minutes a game still. Maybe he never comes all the way back. I think you can get him probably for somebody outside the top 100. And I think he's safely a top 100 player now. Who knows what the production is going to look like? Like, will his the long term injury affect his shooting a little bit? There's potential for that. And his season is just going to be a lot smaller sample size, right? Like, he's going to play at most, what, 45% of the year because that's about what games are left. Um, so, you know, his sample size will be a lot smaller. So, he gets some fluky looking stats from Will Barton as far as like season long numbers. Yeah, I think uh, now that I know that he's playing, I, I, that's how like I've given up. I had given up on him. Sorry, I, I feel bad that I've been giving up on Stephen Willie Barton out here, who uh, played 23 minutes against Golden State. That's a really good sign. And uh, yeah, he's. I think he's going to be back to his old tricks come uh, come the All Star break. So uh, if you can swindle him soon, you should. Uh, maybe you can find someone in your league who didn't realize he was back playing. Like myself, and uh, and grab him for basically nothing. What uh, do you think was in the water on uh, Tuesday night? I don't know. The what? Sixers scored 149 points. The Hawks scored 142. The Warriors scored 142. The Pacers scored 131. The Bucks scored 124. The Thunder scored 126. Mm, wow. I think people were just well rested. Maybe like was there. A- was there is is it been it's been more of an even schedule this this week, like we talked about in our weekly preview. There were literally, you know, there's five games finished right now. There were six games on Tuesday night, and the winning team, the lowest they scored was 124, and the highest was 149 by the Sixers. Wow! And the Warriors broke our record for 51 scoring 51 points in the first quarter. In the first quarter. They scored fifty-one points in the first quarter. Yes, they were on. They were on pace for uh, <laughs> two hundred and four points. That's incredible. Yes, it was pretty wild. Pretty wild night in the NBA on Tuesday. So um, that has nothing to do with buying, guys. I just thought it was worth mentioning that something crazy happened on on Tuesday. Weird. Everybody must have taken. Maybe people are you know smoking less weed, took took the night off, drinking less. Not going out partying, no back to backs. Like I don't know, it could be anything. A lot of a lot of New Year's resolutions out there. Maybe people are keeping them. 
I, I got to get 10 three-pointers tonight. It was my New Year's resolution. Might have been. <laughs> Seemed to have worked. Uh, let's talk about the last two guys on the on this list. Um, one of them is one of your favorite players to uh, basically that we recommended to draft and also a player who has a new coach, and that's Jeff Teague. Uh, Jeff Teague having a um, kind of a – for as much as we talked him up, not that great of a year for Jeff Teague. And um, he's been playing. He's been sharing minutes with Derek Rose, who's having a, a nice comeback. Uh, also been sharing minutes with Tyus, Tyus Jones. And, um, you know, why, why do you see Jeff Teague's um, value rising over the, over the next uh, second half of the season? Well, just when most people are kind of jumping off ship because he's been back now for, what, about almost two weeks. And the minutes really have only been – he'll put over 31 one game so far. You know, he played 26 against the Sixers tonight. He played 22 against the Pelicans on Saturday. Um, so I think people are really just getting kind of fed up with Jeff Teague. And what they're missing is Jeff Teague's finally finding his shot. Um, well, I don't know if he was injured and tried playing through it for a while, but he was shooting pretty bad there for a while. And the shot's coming back. The assist numbers are great. I mean, he's averaging 8.4 assists in only 27 minutes since he came back from that injury. And I think that you're going to find that Jeff Teague is going to be back up to his old tricks in no time. Now, he probably won't play the crazy minutes that he played last year. He'll probably settle more into that 30, 31-minute-a-night range. But I think Teague can get you like 14 points a game, probably average somewhere between 7.5, 8 assists, uh, probably you know 1.2 to 1.5 steals. And that just sounds like something I want to own, and I think a lot of people are jumping ship. I mean, he was even on the waiver wire in one of my 10-team leagues, and I scooped him up. Um, I think he's going to be probably pretty close to a top 50 player um, in the second half of the season here, and I think some people are just completely out. Yeah, I personally have kind of given up – really paying too much attention to Jeff Teague. I don't have him in too many leagues, uh, but he has been having a pretty abysmal season. And so if you are getting him for legitimately nothing or getting him off the waiver wire, uh, I think it's worth it's worth a pickup. It's um, at least wor- worth a flyer while he kind of like gets his legs back under him and gets into playing shape. He's starting, right? Like he's going to uh, continue to to uh, have the uh, full faith of the uh, coaching staff and front office in Minnesota. So, you know, it, it, unless Derek Rose comes back and takes the ball from him, uh, Jeff Teague should start seeing uh, more playing time, more usage on the Timberwolves. Who is last on this list, Tyler? Ah, one of my old – an old favorite. One of my old favorites. This is that's all I always talk about when I talk about Tarian Prince. One of my old favorites for this buy low segment, Tarian Prince. Um, like we uh, talked about in the week preview, just getting back from injury on a minutes restriction. But Tarian Prince, someone that was kind of a uh, uh, predicted to have themselves a very uh, nice, in fact, p- perhaps breakout season. 
still has about, you know, 40-some games left to prove that he's got a breakout season in him. So, Tyler, why is he on this list? So the crazy part is he's actually doing the breakout. It's just he's playing less minutes, so the numbers look relatively the same. He's actually playing a lot better. He's just not playing as many minutes as he played last year. And we talked about this. You know, last year he should have got more than 30 minutes a game. This year he's only playing 28 minutes a game, and he should be playing more. Um, and I think he will play more. So if he's going to play 32 minutes a night, you're talking, you know, 15 to 15 and a half points. You're talking 1.2 steals. You're talking, you know, two and a half to three assists. You're talking four and a half to five rebounds. You're talking probably two and a half, three pointers, maybe a little bit more than that. It sounds like a pretty sexy ad to me. That sounds like pushing for the top 50 probably just outside that top 50. And I think Torian Prince can be had at a relative discount. You know, no one really pays that much attention to the Hawks. Most people are thinking Torian Prince is struggling. He's not getting that many minutes, all that stuff. And uh, I think it's a great time to buy. Yeah, I like taking a flyer on him uh, just in in general. I think he has a lot of potential. He should be one of the, um, by seasons in, one of the go-to building blocks in Atlanta, so they should probably figure out whether or not they can use him in that manner. Um, so I, I would look at him to kind of be one of those players that you start noticing in late February, early March, when a lot of teams are really giving up on the season or the teams that are definitely making it are kind of sitting guys. And then these teams that are way out of it but have young players start really, really just letting those guys have at it. And Terry and Prince could be a candidate for one of those one of those types of players who just they 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 take off all the reins. They they play him 35 minutes. They just let him uh, go to town, and uh, that would be nice. That'd be great because I think he would be a very solid fancy player if he were playing, um, you know, starters minutes. Just let him ball out. Yeah, and we're going to definitely see some of that coming up. As the season progresses, uh, there's going to be a lot of shifts in the rotations, a lot of changes in philosophy with these teams uh, finally uh, accepting their fate for this season. Uh, still a lot of uh, teams need to figure out who they are in the West, so that okay. might take a little longer. But Ooh, at least is, we know who. This is a fun game because this happens every year. Okay, There's a throwback player, meaning someone who hasn't played in the NBA for like a season or two at least that gets a 10-day contract and is actually bubbles up and is somewhat, I won't say maybe fantasy relevant, but relevant enough that they play like 20, 25, 30 minutes. We saw Ty Lawson last year. We saw Emeka Okafor, right? We saw some crazy ones last year. Any guesses on who that player is this season, Mike? Hmm, that's, hmm, that's a tough that's a tough question because I don't know who's uh, still hanging around out there on the uh, on the free agent list. I got one. They're usually guys who play in China because that season ends. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, if if you remember right, that season ends like relatively early, and then like the guys come back over. Um, so I got a couple. You ready for this? Or, or I am wanna, ready. Do you want to take a stab at at someone? Uh, I... Is it Nate Robinson? No. I think he finally retired. He like tried to play football for a hot second there, but I think he gave up on that. Yeah, is it Brandon Jennings? Is he still out there? No. Well, yeah, he actually is playing in China. I think. 
Those are the I only. Took, those are the only guy. I don't know. Nate Robinson has been a while, but I, I know Brandon Jennings was occasionally relevant there in the last, like three or four years ago. Yeah, now he plays and for Zenit. Young still. He plays for Zenit St. Petersburg now, so that's not in China. Oh well, that's I guess elite. I guess not. Okay, so here's my here's my picks. Okay, Jason Thompson. Jason Thompson. Yes. Do you remember him? He was the 12th pick by the Kings in 2008. I do not have any idea who the hell Jason Thompson is. He was. Come on. He was the lottery pick for the Kings 2008. He actually had a hot second where he was somewhat fantasy relevant. Had a year where he averaged 12 and a half points, uh, eight and a half rebounds, almost a block a game. Um, that was back in 2009, 2010. Um, I think he could make an appearance. The other two guys, Jimmer for debt. He's been wanting to come back to the NBA. I could see someone giving him a shot on a 10 day contract. Yeah. Jimmer, Jimmer can score. Jimmer can shoot. Right. Shooting the lights out. And the other guy's Pierre Jackson, who's averaging 39.8 points a game, leading the Chinese basketball association. Um, and really? he, was, he was with the Sixers for a hot minute. And he played for the Pelicans, I think for a hot minute in the NBA. Um, yeah, Jimmer Fredette averaging 37.2 points a game in the CBA and 2.9 steals a game. Um, and so those are my kind of three guys I could see bubbling up and, and getting a 10 day and being making the radars of some people. That's, a, uh, that's certainly, I think Jimmer Fredette's probably the best, uh, the best one there. Um, I, I'm doing a little, and I, I never thought I, at least I, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'd ever thought I would say this in 2019. I'm doing a little deep dive on Brandon Jennings here. Um, who, uh, can you tell me how many games Brandon Jennings has scored 30 or more points? Ooh, it's actually probably kind of a lot. How many games total has he played in the NBA? Okay, well now, Can you tell now me that? You're, ask, you're asking a lot of questions now. I, he's not that old, is he? He is only. Um, apparently, his nickname is the Pterodactyl, which I've never heard that. Um, that sounds like a basketball reference nickname. It certainly is, and he is, uh, I think, 29, maybe almost 30. Okay, so he's had 13. Uh, not close. 33. Jesus. He has had 33 30-point games or more, which has to be, like, I, I might do a little extra deep dive on it, but, like, that has to be probably in a, in a higher person. It probably it can't be, like, a ton of players. There's probably, like, quite a few players, especially these days, that have 33 30-point games. But I, I would say all of those players played their entire career in the NBA. Like, he's definitely the worst player that's ever scored 55 i i would think but i i also need to check that out um you really want to know which one do you want to know about the 55 point game yeah has there any been anyone who's ever who's the worst player to score 55 points in a game a game okay greater than or equal to 55 uh give basketball reference a second gotta let it calculate Wow. Okay, hold on. I gotta go again. There's not a whole lot of guys who nailed 55. There's probably a lot of old guys. Um. So basketball reference will only take you back to 46, 47. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need to go back past 75, really. Um. 
worst guy to score a hundred or score more than fifty-five points. Um, I think he's taking the cake. Joe Folks in nineteen forty-nine did it. Uh, not, I don't know. Maybe he was freaking awesome. Like, I have no idea. Uh, I have to he's check the, it out. The best white guy that night. Um, almost every other guy sounds really good. Gilbert Arenas is on here. Hey, Gilbert Arenas is good. He got in, he was injured. That's, I guess Brandon Jennings was injury too, but um, sort of, sort of. So just some guys I've maybe not that well versed on. Purvis Short. Uh, okay. Jack Twyman. Not a person. Fred Brown. Uh, my apologies to his family. And that's those are those are kind of the four guys I would pick okay. out that are in competition with him. So, for. so without knowing uh, an extensive history of pre nineteen sixties basketball, Brandon Jennings is the worst player to score fifty five points, which is actually a pretty cool thing to be. Um, I'm gonna look up some of these other guys, and I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I come uh, up with. You, I need a two page report on my desk by the end of the week, Tyler. Uh, Joe Joe Folks is a Hall of Famer. Oh, there you go. That's all I, I. I mean, I don't know if I trust the Hall of Fame, but you know, the, the, hey, he made the Hall of Fame, so I guess he was good. Purvis Short had a season where he averaged 28 points a game. That is good. I mean, um, Brandon Jennings had a season where he averaged 19. So Jack, Jack Twyman is also in the Hall of Fame, six-time All Star. All right, well, Brandon Jennings, there you go. Sorry, Fred Brown though, and Brandon Jennings might be competing for this title because Freddie Brown was a one-time All Star. And he had like two pretty good seasons, but then he had some seasons where he wasn't really that good. Um, he played from the early seventies to the mid nineteen eighties. Like nothing depresses me more than basketball uh, before uh, before the, the 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 actual people who could play basketball joined the league. He was a career long Sonic though. Before they merge with the ABA, nothing nothing bores me more than ancient basketball. Um, I think that's it for tonight, Tyler. Tyler, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Any anything to plug? Uh, no, man, that'll do it for today. All right, if you say so. Uh, that's it for me, guys. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us. You can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. And if you really want to help us out, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes where you will get access to shows like this ahead of the published podcast that is on the regular feed. Our patrons get exclusive content and they have the ability to interact with us and give us feedback for the show. So uh, shout out to our Patreon subscribers and we'll catch you next time.